Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Hey, what's going on? It's Justin Sarachik, editor of Rapzilla.com, and you are watching MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. But before I begin, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone set some amazing goals and will do everything to follow them to get better, be great, strive for greatness, however you want to put it. So today's episode, guys, we will discuss the effects of COVID in the NBA. We have an interview with freshman god Naraya Scott from Providence College, and we will finish off the show today with a day in history. So guys, this new Omarion strand is back with COVID. Well, not is back. It never left, but this is a new strand. And here we are that our sports is being affected all over again. We have so many players out, refs out. So according to an article that I read by Gilbert McGregor, there's 12 players in COVID protocol from Atlanta Hawks, Boston with six, the Nets with two, we have the Cavs with six, Dallas with four, Nuggets have four players and their head coach, Pacers, Rockets with three and four, Clippers with three players, their head coach, we have the Timberwolves with four, Knicks with five, OKC with four and their head coach. The Sixers, four players, head coach. The Sun, two players, one coach. I mean, in their head coach. Portland, seven players and their head coach. 25 refs of the 70 that are active are in COVID protocol. The Raptors aren't seeing any fans or selling tickets, I guess, for the first three weeks. So should other teams follow suit just to get the numbers down? Because I'm telling you right now, I do not want a bubble season again because that was boring. Fans in the stands make everything, the game, so much more fun. So I'm going to need, I don't know, the world got to figure it out because we can't have the NBA going backwards But because of all these players um, in COVID protocols, there is a hardship contract. The hardship contract is a temporary roster spot that must be granted by the league. This allows the team to exceed to the 15-man max roster when it has at least four players who are sick or injured longer than two weeks. With that being said, I want to shout out Mario Chalmers for getting his 10-day contract, Iso Joe with the Celtics, Lance Stevenson, Isaiah Thomas, MJ Walker, Devon Reed, Jordan Goodwin, and if I'm forgetting anybody, excuse me. Wow. Just to see Iso Joe, Mario Chalmers, Lance Stevenson, and Isaiah Thomas in an NBA Uniform is amazing. Like, what shocked me 
is Iso Joe. Iso Joe coming back, playing with the Celtics for this 10-day con- Yo, that was a shocker. I loved Iso Joe when he was with Brooklyn. But anyway, um, JJ Reddick, didn't you say you would come out of retirement if you were winning, um, if you were going to a winning team? <clears throat> Lakers, JJ. Um, what about Jamal Crawford? Would love to see him play. Y'all heard what J.R. Smith said. His phone still works. No, but seriously, everybody stay safe. Let's work together just to bring these numbers back down. So we do not miss out on our sports, like actually being there. So guys, we are going to take a short break. And next up, we have the interview with Miss Naraya Scott. Welcome back, guys. Next up, we have an interview with freshman guard from Providence College women's basketball team. She fell in love with the game of basketball by playing around the world. Tabor Academy alum, part of the Bay State Jag family, and much more. Introducing Naraya Scott. Thank you, Naraya, for coming on Sports Talk with C. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I want this holiday crap to be over. Work is driving me absolutely insane. Yeah. Everybody's on vacation and I'm not. That's why I'm really mad. <laughs> I want to go home too. But <laughs> So you played basketball. So where did the love of basketball come from? Uh, it came from when I was younger. I went to this um, after school um, program mm-hmm. um, when I was in elementary school. And there's a bunch of guys um, playing around the world and I joined them. And that's kind of where it started. Um, and then that day I just started every day playing with them, whether it was around the world knockout or like some like live playing, not really live, but like just playing around with the basketball. And then from there, I kind of just started getting into more organized programs. Um, and then, yeah. Now How I'm was playing. it like playing? You played for AAU, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're from Massachusetts. How was like the basketball like world where you were from? Um, it was really good. We had some good competition um, and we were able to travel a lot to different states and stuff and face even better competition. Um, I think that was kind of the best part of AAU was it was all fun and games um, with your friends, like your best friends and becoming best friends, um, traveling to all these different states and cities and getting to know people from other teams. And you just get a lot of connections and different relationships with people that you wouldn't have made if you didn't play AAU. Were you nervous playing AAU? Like you said, you like you started playing from around the world and you know how some kids be just born naturally talented, you know? Yeah. Was you nervous um, like trying out for an AAU team? I wasn't really nervous. Um, my first AAU team that I ever played on, it was kind of out of our town. So it wasn't like okay. the greatest. kind of just was um, piled up with different kids from our t- area. And then I moved over to Bay State Jaguars. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really try out for with them at first. I kind of just went to one of their first games and played with them. And then from there, I stayed with that program and um, left off with them. How do you know which one is the best AAU team nowadays? There's so many. Yeah. Um, nowadays, I don't know, kind of about big names. Like if you have bigger, bigger athlete names on your team or like the name of your program, I feel like um, you'll be able to get more exposure. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are kind of like the underdogs in AU because 
they're not their players aren't known well or their program isn't known well I think that's kind of like the toughest part of AAU is trying to get your name out there okay so and like when you were growing up did you look up to a player woman or man yeah um one of my favorite people looking up to was Kobe um obviously he's a very you know every he's everyone's favorite pretty much um growing up I looked up to him just like how he plays basketball I mean he's like one of the greatest of all time and then like recently I've been very inspired by him because of his mentality and his mindset that's kind of something that I'm kind of working on is my mindset and mentality on the basketball court and off the basketball court um and so I've just watched a lot of YouTube videos of him talking about like what he does to prepare for games or like how he goes into games and practices and stuff like that so what would you say was the toughest part of your high school basketball career uh, my toughest part probably um probably moving schools my sophomore year um I started off my freshman year at a public school with not much competition you know we were kind of like the better team uh we had better players um and then going from my freshman year to my sophomore year I moved to a prep school and the prep schools they have a lot more competition in my opinion and I wasn't really I wouldn't say I wasn't ready for it but I just wasn't used to you know, getting thrown into stuff. Um, so that was kind of hard, like learning um, how to deal with that and getting to know the people because all the people on my team kind of knew each other already. They've been playing with each other for a while. And I was kind of like one of the newbies. So I kind of had to figure my way in there. So did you move to, well, change schools, I should say, based on basketball or because like, you know, you had to? Um, also academics, like, okay. I mean, I wanted to go to Tabor. That's the prep school mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Tabor my freshman year, but I didn't get in. So I applied again, my freshman year after my freshman year and I got in, um, that was another hard part was leaving my old school. Um, some of my best friends were on that team and just like at that public school, um, I had been going to school with some people since elementary school. So like having to move away from them was kind of hard. Um, but there was people at Tabor who were very helpful with that. Oh, you don't like to be the newbie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. Okay, so would you say, does any of your parents play basketball? Uh, neither my dad or my mom played any no? sport. No? So around the world is what got you to pick up a basketball? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And the, the director of the camp that I went to, he's still like, he still watches all my games. And Mm -hmm. ever since we started playing around the world together. So he's kind of like one of my biggest supporters. I hated that game. Yeah. I mean, I love the ball never went in. (laughs) Yeah. So in high school, did you want to go to a, like a division one school? Cause you know how in school, like growing up kids like, Oh, I want to go to UConn. I want to go to big 10. I want to do this. I want to do that. So how was your process of choosing a college for you? Um, the process, it was definitely hard, you know, having to talk. I'm not, I'm not a talker. I don't, Clearly. Like, I don't like to talk on the phone to people, you know. Um, That's a so lie. I've seen you on FaceTime plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> so going um, into the recruiting process was kind of tough because, you know, you have to call all these coaches, uh, set up times with them to talk. Um, you have to do that? I thought they did that. Well, before my junior year. Oh, had, Okay set it up and then um and then they could start reaching out to me so that was kind of hectic 
you know, the first day that coach could start to reach out to me, that was like probably the worst day of my life, honestly, because (laughs) I don't like calls. So I was like, he was getting annoyed. Yeah. I did not want to answer the calls, but you know, it was something I had to do. Um, but besides the recruiting process, it was like, it was fun. Um, and choosing Providence was kind of easy because they had been recruiting me since like, I forget, I think maybe 2016, 2017. So they've been looking at me for a while. And so we've had a lot of time to build a relationship, me and uh, Coach Crowley, who's the head coach mm-hmm. and then our assistant coaches. Um, they put a lot of time and effort into talking to me, reaching out to me whenever they could, um, even not about basketball. Like I was on, I played volleyball and Ooh. during my volleyball season, they reached out to me a lot, wondering what was happening with that. Um, just like showing that they cared a lot. Okay. Um, that was one of my biggest things with them, they were one of the top schools that really like took the time to get to know me and talk to me um, as much as they could. Um, and also just the fact that I'm pr- very close to home um, so my family and my friends can come and visit and watch all my games whenever they're around. So you never wanted to go to a, like a well-known, well, Providence is well, is well-known. So I can't really use that word, but like a bigger school yeah. with championships and big crowds and all that, that wasn't for you. Uh, no, I wanted, I wanted to go to a school Not to say Providence isn't like a big time school. Obviously they are. But I wanted to go to school where there was like a chance for me to like, um, like, how do I say it? Like, like win a Big East championship. They haven't done that in a while. So oh, okay, I, I understand to, what you mean. Yeah, I want to go to a school where like I had the opportunity to like build our name, build my name um, with my team, um, and do stuff that people wouldn't really think we would be able to do. That's dope. So choose Providence then season's about to start you get hurt yes what was the first thing that came to your mind and how did you push through your injury uh the first thing that came to my mind was probably just like what I was gonna do I really didn't know what I was gonna do and I was very nervous that it was something bigger than what it was um so obviously that's not a good way to think but um, ended up not being as big as I wanted. I, I mean, not wanted it to be as big as it um, I thought it would be. Um, so I just every day went into like my workouts that I had with mm-hmm. our strength coach and um, with like a positive mindset. And my coaches and teammates were also very helpful um, in keeping me on the right track uh, mentally and also physically, um, pushing me whether it's in the gym or um, you know to keep my head up when there's like a harder day for me um so yeah was this where all your Kobe YouTube visit excuse me YouTube videos came into play um not this injury but I had an injury my junior year that that it was um it was on my knee and that's when I kind of started to get more into like Kobe stuff and then started to develop a more positive mindset it wasn't I wasn't very much better at it But I think recently I've seen a big change in how I think and how I go into like practices and games and stuff. Were you so you got clay to go back? Were you nervous to get back on the court? Did you feel like you were being cautious when you started to play coming back from your injury? And when you're on the court and the game is not going your way, what do you tell yourself to get through? 
Um, for the first question, I wait. What was the first question again? <laughs> I have an answer, and then I just <laughs> see. This is the this is the good stuff that I was talking about. Um, so I was saying you got back. Were you nervous about like playing when you were oh. when you came back from your injury? Um, no, I wasn't really nervous. Um, I knew the work I'd put in. Um, and I knew my coaches wouldn't let me play if I, if they didn't think I was ready and if I didn't think I was ready. So I didn't really have a reason to be nervous. So I kind of just went in, um, and played. Um, I do feel like I did play a little bit of, with a little bit of caution though, you know, um, not playing physical or not like driving to the rim as much because I'm scared that maybe I'll land on my foot in a weird way and, um, mm -hmm. even more, um, stuff like that. And then. But how do you push through that, though? Like, how um, do you, like, when you're playing cautious, I know it's not, it's like probably when you first get in and it's, how do you push through that when you're in? Um, kind of just telling myself that, like, um, just try it, like, drive to the rim, feels fine, keep doing it, mm -hmm. keep going at it until, you know, if it does feel, if it doesn't mm -hmm. feel good, then get out. But, it, like, there's no reason to play cautious if you feel fine true and the last question was when you're in the game and you're having a like you know how some people just have a bad game some yeah. days they're just off like when you have those type of games or if you had those types of games how do you what do you tell yourself like um you know if you're not shooting some people play defense like what do you yeah. do um well the first thing I do is I think back I I've started to meditate before every game so I think back to the meditation and like uh, either take a deep breath or just think about um, like relaxing and letting myself loose a little bit and not being so tense or not letting my, not letting my mind um, be like all tense and stuff, thinking about all the different things that are happening and just focus on like, say if there's a free throw, I'll like stand back a little bit and just like look at what's going on and not think about the rest of the game. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I have the worst memory. <laughs> oh, you're doing bad. That was it. That was like, you tell yourself how to get through your game. Yeah. Like when you're um, having a bad game. So besides, other, you do other things? Yeah. Like if, if other than like mindset, I would say like, if I'm not shooting the ball well, mm -hmm. then try and get a steal or try and get a stop on defense. And then that will kind of like boost me up with confidence and let me um, shoot the ball better or try and get to the rim or facilitate to my teammates. I know that's right, Naraya. But the thing, mediation, I mean, not mediation, meditation, excuse me. That don't get you sleepy. You know, it's like, see, oh, before really. the, no, before the interview, I was listening to some rap music so I can get I, some hype. Like, you know, so I'll meditate before like everyone's ready so that it's okay. kind of like quieter. And then like the meditation, it's not really like sleepy. It's kind of like the one that I listen to is for athletes specifically for like game days and stuff. Okay. So it's kind of like motivational. Um, you know, the ones I heard. No, I See, I don't know if I want to say this because I don't want to be wrong. But, you know, when you go into like you get a massage and they have that met that yeah. music playing. No, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to say the wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. But this one's kind of just like, you know, getting you ready for your game, um, how you want to think during your game and taking deep breaths, focusing on your breathing so that you're kind of in a more relaxed state before mm -hmm. you get into the game. And then I'll go join my teammates once the music's on and 
have a little fun before the game. <laughs> have a little fun. Yeah. So would you say that your game mimics anybody from any of your friends, anybody in the league? Um, I don't know. I don't really know who I would compare my game to. Um, I mean, a lot of people growing up said that I played a little bit like Candace Parker, but I'm not sure if that's in the same as right now. Okay. Well, we got to get you to go see her play. Yeah. And um, I, what I want to know is what has been the best part of your basketball journey so far? Honestly, building relationship with people. Um, I mean, I'm not a talkative person, but I love to like. That was what I was saying. We don't like to talk. Yeah, I don't like to talk to people really, but I like to like have people that I can go to or they can come to me, um, whether it's basketball related or not. Um, and I've made a lot of friends like over my basketball years, whether it's during AAU, during high school, whatever it is, um, being able to have those friends and also there's a lot of adults in my life that came into my life because of basketball. And now they're like some of the most important people in my life. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say relationships. Um, say, well, it depends with you. Cause when I first met you, you was all like, oh, I'm going to just, yeah. When, when people first meet me, and I, then it's like, now it's like, hi. I, yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to warm up to people. Yeah. So did you ever want it to be about like, what do you want to do after college do you want to pursue a basketball career or just in the basketball world um I kind of want to do both like obviously the ultimate goal for like every basketball player is to play in the WNBA or overseas or something like that so I want to continue to play basketball when I'm out of college um but I also want to maybe coach a little bit or um be like a trainer or something like that um nice like I'm also thinking about outside of basketball I have I do like videography and photography with mostly basketball so I kind of want to do something with that excuse me well I'm gonna be I need someone to do something with some videos because I suck at that kind of stuff yeah you know know. I I got you yeah when you when you answer you know (laughs) because y'all athletes be so busy I do I do not have my notifications on so (laughs) I do not (laughs) you don't want to be bothered no, I have all my notifications off. Okay. I message. So all right. Well, I'll just tell cousin to text you and then it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so do you watch college basketball today? Um, a little bit. I'm not really like a TV watcher. Like <laughs> basketball. <laughs> I like I can't I can't really pay attention to that one. So I'll watch a little bit. Like if we're like with friends or something, like and they're watching the game, like I'll watch a little bit, but I'll probably end up on my phone. Seriously? So you love the play, but you don't really like to watch it? Yeah. I'm more of like a active kind of person. I don't like to really watch. So are you forced to watch like when you're watching your your next team? Not forced, but like if we're if they're watching, I'll I'll watch it. <laughs> you gotta watch now because I was gonna ask you if you was gonna choose your start in five who would it be can you tell me for college um I would probably mm-hmm. say well that's hard there's so many people <laughs> um um I definitely want Aaliyah Boston mm-hmm. um I'll say Aaliyah Boston um Paige Beckers mm-hmm. um 
maybe Haley Van Lith. Okay. Um, now I'm choking all the names. <laughs> <laughs> Only two um, more. Um, do you know what team they play for? Come on, Ryan, you can do it. Um, give me anyone else from South Carolina. That whole team is stacked. So I'll take any one of them. Okay, we can go with, we, can, we can just go with them. <laughs> well, I like, you know, my girl's Zaya, so she's there. So I, 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 I could dig it. Well, Naraya, thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. It wasn't that hard. We laughed. You absolutely <laughs> talked, answered some questions. Appreciate yes. it. You have a good night, okay? Yep, you too. Before we go, guys, I wanted to do a day in history. So on January 1st, 1985, Mark Eaton of the Utah Jazz blocked 11 shots in a 119-117 loss to the Indiana Pacers. On January 1st, 2012, five-time All-Star Jimmy Butler made his NBA debut for the Chicago Bulls in a 104-64 win over the Memphis Grizzlies. And on January 1st, 2018, DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors scored 52 points in a 131-127 win over the Bucks. So with that being said, Mr. DeRozan, keep doing what you're doing. Keep balling. Two back-to-back buzzer beaters here. He's making a statement. He has a chip on his shoulder. But that is all for today. If you have any suggestions, any critiques, you want to see more about C, go follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Talk with C. And of course, if you want to listen to every episode before this one, please go to Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and search Sports Talk with C and your girl C is out. Have a good one, guys.